This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is my Mind Emporium. Um, I am right now. I want to do a series on movies I watched in 2020. But it's a particular movie I watched during lockdown. What 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 movies I watched during lockdown? But it's a particular movie I have watched recently. And I'm gonna say just tonight that I have to talk about. And it's it is a severe issue. But it's the main issue in the end was us. The movie is called Ma Rainey Black Bottom. <sighs> I first thing first and foremost, I watched it tonight, and the and the crazy part is it's like I was pushing it away. The movie did come out last year, but I was pushing it away because I knew it was gonna like set me on fire and piss me off and make me want to go do some stupid stuff. I don't do stupid stuff because I don't want to get arrested. So don't get the wrong idea about me. Um, But the movie, oh my God. First and foremost, is Chadwick Boseman in it. <sighs> Boy. Speaking of lives we lost in 2020. Um... And the part that got to me was like, and I know someone that that had colon cancer and you could see it with him. He was really frail and thin and he acted his butt off. He played the role so good to the point to where he was almost in tears. Um. So, yes. So, it's starting, it has Chadwick Boseman in it. It has Viola Davis as Ma Rainey. No other person in the world would be playing Ma Rainey, but Viola Davis. But Monique did play her as well, Ma Rainey. Um, she played Ma Rainey in the HBO's movie starring Queen Latifah as Bessie Smith. And Monique did a good job. She made her full of life, but that what they did with Viola Davis is they made it realistic, and Viola Davis did her thing as well. Um, the movie is about the recording of Black Bottoms, Bottom, and um, and the politics behind during a recording session. Now, back then, there was like what the nineteen late twenties, early thirties. So it took a lot more to record something than it does now, but it's still the same politics, same old, same old. It's about the politics of recording. And it's crazy because it is it's around Ma Rainey, her band, her lover, her manager, and the guy that's over the recording studio. Now, first thing first, I have to say, I feel like this whole movie illustrated what's the issue in the entertainment industry, one, and it highlights something that I've been preaching about when we were all talking about uh, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, and the point it makes is basically, you know, Karma's going to do her job. So basically, they're all recording, 
And so back then they used a live band. There was one member of the band named Levy, played by Chadwick Boseman, who he just, in his head, he thinks he's a breakout star. But Levy has a bad temper and thinks he knows it all. So they all come to the recording studio and all the band members are there but Levy. Levy had to go buy him some shoes, y'all. Levy had to go buy him some shoes, some yellow, bright shoes. Now, this was the late 1920s. So I'm not going to talk trash about the style because at the end of the day, for some reason, black people have to be loud. We always have to be loud with everything we do. So Levy comes in. uh, He comes in late and... The band comes in. So him and the band, they're in the room to where they're supposed to practice. And, you know, Levy has, he thinks he has the upper hand next to the other band members because the other band members, you know, he feel like they're no have no ambition and stuff like that. So he comes in and he has the upper hand. And so they're about to practice playing and he gets into the argument with, that lead band member and he tells him you know I wrote my version of my rainy black bottom let me pull this up so I can give you the character's name better because they all play a significant role And so, Levy thinks, you know, uh, you know, he done talked to the white guy, the guy that's over the recording studio and said, you know, he told me that I could do my version of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And they're like, no, we're going to do it the exact way we've been doing it. He said, no. Um, no, no, no. The white guy said, and his name's Cutler, right? Cutler. That's his name. He's a lead band player. And he's like, we're going to do it Ma Rainey's way. You know, this is her band. We're going to do it her way. And then they get into a whole argument. And then, of course, you know, a conversation with black men talk about the politics of being black, the industry, how it works. And Cutler's like, dude, you know, go sit down somewhere. And he's like, watch it. One day I'm going to have my own band. And I'm going I'm to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do other you know, yes, he was very ambitious, but he was not smart with his ambition. And you'll find out he wasn't smart with his ambition. So they finally start rehearsing. And of course, Ma Rainey is late. She went to a high tea with her girlfriend and her nephew. <clears throat> you know, so I guess that's the movie establishing that Ma Rainey was 
bisexual or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I will also explain my issue with that, you know, because I don't think Ma Rainey, and they did it with Bessie Smith too, where they made sure you knew that Bessie Smith and Ma Rainey were bisexual. And I have a, I don't have an issue with anybody in the LGBTQ community, but my issue is kind of, granted they were, but do you think Ma Rainey and Bessie Smith wanted people to know that? That's just my question. Because to me, when I watched Bessie Smith, it didn't feel like she was the type of woman who wants you to know that she lived that type of lifestyle. But you know, that's what happened. You got to be careful who tell your story. Um, so they established that she has a girlfriend, cute girl. You know, they're in a high tea. She gets in her car, they drive, and her nephew hits a white dude. <laughs> that part right there is insane. Okay. Back in then, you get into a kerfuffle with somebody white. That is your neck. So they're arguing and they're fussing and they're fighting. And Ma Rainey, uh, <laughs> I guess Ma Rainey is a strong character. So she's like, uh uh, see, what you're going to do is, what you're not going to do is sit up there and show your privilege. That's what you ain't going to do. Um, So, of course, her manager had to keep that from fighting busy while he, because he, he hears the fight going on while he was giving the band their meal. What are sandwiches? And so he goes outside. He sees them fussing and fighting. Of course, he talks the white guy off. The white officer off. The white officer, of course, makes it a thing of, okay, it's a black person. So the black person was in the wrong, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, you know, for some reason, you know, her manager, Irving, was like, look, let me, he's like, let me fix this. Mom, just go into the studio, do what you got to do, yada, 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 yada. So she finally gets into the studio. When she gets into the studio, um, first and foremost, there's no air conditioning in the studio. You know them studios y'all got? Let's be straight up honest. The studio I got right now has more air conditioning heat in it. It is my freaking bedroom. Well, the studio back then didn't have air conditioning or, or, or anything like that or heat. So she going in the studio and the room is hot and they got this little bitty fan. Like even in the room where the band's rehearsing, this the fan has only two blades. And I'm like, well, y'all dirty. Meanwhile, the consistent thing that keeps happening in the movie is um I know his name. Levy. It keeps trying to open this door, this side door in their rehearsal area. So she finally comes in. She complains about it being too hot. <laughs> She just gives him a hard time. And, and, the, and the funny part is, is that she explains why she gives him a hard time in the movie. She explains that basically I'm giving them a hard time because they give us a hard time for being black. So you're going to have me sing on something, record my voice so you can replace me, period. 
poo. I'm going to give you a hard time. I want some iced Coca-Cola. I want a fan. I want my nephew to talk in the beginning of the track. You're going to do what I tell you to do because I know all you want is my voice and you don't care about me. And that's true. And it's still true to this day. Nobody cares about you. They just want your voice. They just want the good music from you. And then when they're done using you all up, they have what they want and they keep it moving. So, you know, she she give these white men a hard time. She give them a hard time. She come to the studio and she says, my nephew uh, wants, I want my nephew to do the beginning of the track. And she basically said, I want him to do the beginning of the track because, but she don't say track, but the beginning of the record. Back then it was record. We call it track now. So sorry about the lingo being everywhere. Um, she basically says, you know, I want my nephew on the track. And the white guy said, well, I told Levy that we're doing his version because, it, you know, everybody would like Levy's version better. She's like, uh, no, Levy's trying to get with my girlfriend and I don't like Levy. And no, my nephew is speaking in front of the track. Go send him back there with the with the band and have him rehearse the line I want him to say. They get her nephew back there. They get him to do the beginning of the track and the child has a stuttering problem. <laughs> of course they arguing and Levy's mad. Because it's like, I'm the star of the band. You know, I'm the best trumpet player ever, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm everything to this. I'm the peanut butter and the jelly. I'm all that. You know, how you going to sit there and choose this and this stuttering fool going to intro the song and I'm sitting over here. Now, this is not exact wording. I'm just improvising. And <laughs> I'm over here and I picked a better version of the song. Okay. Meanwhile, he's also trying to get his music out there as well. So he's he has, you know, wrote some music on his own. And he's talking to the owner of the recording studio. And he's like, hey, I got this music. I want you to hear it. I want to record it. He's like, okay, sure. You can do that. Now, that is pivotal because I want you to understand it's pivotal in the end because of what Levy does. So they go to the band section. And, um, um, well, the big part that was huge to me was that, of course, the band is arguing. <clears throat> These Negroes are arguing again. And, um, what happened is, you know, Levy didn't want to do the version with my Rainey's nephew on the track. And then, but the white man walk in, the same white man, he walks in, this man that he asked, you know, to do his music with, walks in, he says, he, he gonna get up and act like he's playing his, his trumpet. <laughs> so, of course, like typical black people, they checked him. Like, okay, you gonna sit up here, you gonna kiss his white butt, but we ask you to do something and you give us a hard time. That's true. 
That's true. The workplace still to this day, we give white managers harder time. We give black managers harder time than we give white managers. And, and we do that. We do that to each other. Black people give each other hard times than anything. Black people give workers hard time. You a manager and you give each other hard time. I know this because I've experienced it. So don't say I'm lying because I've experienced it. You think you can talk to me any kind of way because I'm black. And you're black too, fool. Anyway, and that's the problem in the whole movie. They talk to each other any kind of way. No respect for each other, nothing. But Levy just thinks that he's the cream of the crop. He's going to be big, all this mess. So, you know, they get into an argument. He said, oh, well, he tells him a story. He's like, oh, well, you think I, I'm a, you know, basically a coon, for lack of a better wording for me. Nah, let me tell you a story. All right. Basically, his mom got uh, sexually assaulted by a group of white men while she was frying chicken in the kitchen. He saw it happen and he tried to help her and he ended up with a, a scar on his chest from where they cut him. So what happened was his father and they were, the reason was they were jealous because his father had 50 acres. So his father, you know, he was like, okay, you can have the 50 acres. He sold them the 50 acres. They gave him the money for the acres. And he moved and he said his daddy left. His daddy left home and he plotted revenge against these white men. So that tells you the root of Levy's problem and why he has anger issues, you know, is which is that's an issue, period, in this country. You know, you think you can use and abuse people and not think they're going to come back and get you. And the end of the story, what happened was, uh, you know, his dad, he got four. He was able to kill four, but they end up hanging him and burning him alive. So, as the movie goes on, I finally get to recording and the recording the song. Because I'll tell you about the part that she complained that nobody gave her no iced Coca-Cola. It was hot. She wanted some iced Coca-Cola. Just give them a hard time because they're white. And she's like, you, I'm going to give you a hard time. So... They finally get to um, to record the song, and they didn't get Ma Rainey's nephew's voice. So they all get mad. They all take a break. They all take a breather. And, you know, you already told you about the conversation she has with, you know, Cutler. Cutler, the lead band, band player. And she basically tells him, you know, hey... I gotta give him a hard time. You know? I gotta give him a hard time. Because you don't care about me. Meanwhile, Levy being Levy, the way he is, he over here hitting on her girlfriend. She done fussed at her girlfriend. So her girlfriend going around doing what she doing. So he end up getting some from her girlfriend. And the other band players hear it, and they're like, really? We're stupid this slow, bruh. So they finally get it back together um, and plug the thing up. They recorded it. 
And that was it. You know, they record the song, do what they did. So things started to get funny because they started asking money. And the crazy part was, was her manager, Urban, told her, hey, you know, I got you $25 of your money to your nephew. And she's like, no, he gets his own paycheck. Because, you know, I promised him that he was going to send the money home to your mom, to his mom and his sister, to take care of them. They give her the money. They give her nephew his money. They go they go around giving the money. And back then, they didn't really pay them like that. Because it wasn't the way it is now. So, they get their paycheck. And then Levy talks to the studio was the studio owner or the record label owner? Let me get this right. The old rec, yeah, the recording studio owner. He talks to him and he said, like, "Hey, you know, I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to do other." And the crazy part is, is that um, he gets fired by my. She was like, "Oh, I know you sleeping with my girlfriend. You're fired." <laughs> he's like okay that's fine I'm gonna still make it to the top so he goes to the studio owner is like hey I want to still record this whatever and the studio owner is like nah you know I give you five dollars for your music but I don't want you record it he's like really yeah I I Five dollars, that's the most. Really? So he's on fire because of that. He's already mad because he done got in a fight with a couple of people. And he he fought with, you know, he basically fought with Cutler, fought with everybody. So they're over here, you know, he goes back to the studio. And what happened is, basically... Um, they're everybody getting ready to go and they're finna go home. And Toledo, he's an older gentleman who's a piano player, accidentally steps on his shoes, his yellow shoes. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, my bad. And he's like, you stepped on my shoes. You stepped on my shoes. How many of y'all heard that argument before? Let me tell you this. When I went to high school and people got mad, you step on the Air Force Morons and all that crap. Really? So you step on my shoes and he's like, I'm sorry. He said, it happened and, and that's what happened. I'm sorry. You, you know, I, I stepped on your shoes. I didn't mean to. You know, I'm, you know, I said sorry. I said, excuse me. What, what more do you want me to do? So, Levy being on fire like he already is, he stabs Toledo. The end of the movie is Basically, they take Levy music and a white band is performing it. And the only money he got from that music he sold was $5 from, for the piece of music he gave him. Keep that in mind.
Let me tell you something. If this is not true to today, I don't know what is. People, let me tell you something. I'm going to focus on the black people factor in this. And we fall for it every time. Even when we're at school. If a, if a, a, a white teacher tell you you're good, you're good. Nobody ever deal with the black kids. When, when, when white people establish that a black person is bad, they're bad. Levy, he, first and foremost, he undercut Ma Rainey. Because my thing is, instead of talking to her, you work for Ma Rainey. You don't work for what technically you did get paid at the studio, but you work technically for Ma Rainey. Why are you going to go behind her back and try to get some work? Now, this is big. Because this is very common with black folks. Y'all can get mad at me all you want to is a fact. You can get mad. Black people always undercutting each other. Now, I'm going to go over you and talk to someone about this. Talk to someone who has a complexion in the queens and the connection. Let's just say this. Levy doomed himself because he thought that because he talked to the white guy, he was going to have a career regardless if Ma Rainey liked him or not. He had no respect for other band members. He thought he was better than them. He had no respect for even Ma Rainey. And she was the one that initially gave him the job to begin with. Because the truth of the matter is, she came in to record. She was on tour. And I say this, and just to say this... <laughs> The whole this this exploits the whole point I say all the time. Black man's karma is always white men. You treat black women awful because you don't feel like you need to respect a black woman in her position. But it's totally fine if a white man disrespects you. But you're going to stab a black dude in the end for it. Where was his balls? You say you know how to deal with white people. Where were your balls? Why would you go stab the white guy? Shoot. No, you stab poor Toledo. Look how he stepped on them ugly yellow shoes. This is so typical. My question is today, how many other situations have y'all seen? This happened, what, in the late 1920s, early 30s? My question for you today is, how many situations 
black people have killed each other all because you were not happy with what a white person did. This is huge to me because it's still issues. It's the same issue. Look at all these rappers beefing. What you beefing for? Huh? I really, yeah, I, I really want to go in, but I can't. Because y'all sensitive. Y'all want to be politically correct. Well, politically correct, you disrespected a black woman. And so a white woman dealt with you. A white man dealt with you. And that's what's been happening to a lot of y'all. You get big heads and a white man deal with you. Then what? You going to go stab another black person? I wish I could go in, but I couldn't. But I just think that movie's a lesson within itself. You're going to kill a black man because you mad that white man won't accept you. This is Lady Tiffany Ma. This is my mind emporium. Y'all have a good night. And don't overstep your boundaries with your black sister. <laughs>